the more we're found by you, the more we find you, Lord, the more you reveal those hidden issues, those things that you want to heal and you want to make whole. Amen. I feel this morning that the Lord would have me talk to you about abiding under the shadow. And maybe <clears throat> you don't, you don't, um, haven't ever heard this, don't even know that it exists, but there is a shadow of God's favor and protection that is around you and overshadows you and follows you. Psalm 23 says, all the days of your life. Amen? And so it is goodness and it is mercy. But sometimes there can be so many situations and circumstances that are shouting and screaming so loudly at you that you're so surrounded by those voices that you've lost getting into the presence of Almighty God. I encourage you, if you're a worshiper, if you listen to music, you, you have some songs that you know bring you into the presence. That song that I played, if you didn't hear it, it's, it's an oldie, but a goodie, called In the Presence of Jehovah. That's a song that I've sung for 20-something years. That song, when I was frustrated with my children and didn't know what to do, and didn't know how to handle them or how to love them, I would just sit down. I remember one day in particular in Hannah's room, we just sat down on the floor. It was in the afternoon, and I just after I just you know just was crying because I didn't know how to to deal with my children. Yes, that's me. Hallelujah. Even with the Holy Spirit, just was frustrated. Just didn't everything had just it just been one of those days. But I started to sing that song. And that presence of Almighty God descended. And every situation and every heart that had been troubled and in strife and all those different situations that had just seemed to be mountains that day in the presence of God, they just did really, as the song said, they disappeared. Amen. When you fix your eyes upon Jesus, there's an old song that says, turn your eyes upon Jesus and look full into his wonderful face. I feel that this year it's been a real challenge to set my affection and my focus up, up on the secret place and upon the almighty God. And so I've had to endeavor to abide in a new way this year. As I've read John 15, and this is the scripture for the year, how to abide, I realized that he really wanted me to abide differently this year. There's abide that I did when I was 10, and there's abide that I do with him at 61. <clears throat> Amen? And since I knew I've been growing in the Lord, he doesn't have for you to be abiding how you, how you were abiding back then as a child, even though that's you want to have that childlike faith, but he wants to bring many sons to glory. He doesn't desire you to stay children. He desires you to come in to rule and reign 
can take dominion as a son. Amen? When you were a child, you spoke as a child. You reasoned as a child. But when you became an adult daughter or son of God, you're to put away childish things. And I have been shocked this year, I guess, or, or su surprised this year, of the people that really have not been putting the childish things away. And yes, they were in the church, and yes, they were listening to his word, and yet they had quoted his word. But unless this word abides in you and teaches you and speaks to you and directs you, then you're really not his. Because it's not enough to be a hearer of the word. We are to be a doer of the word. It says in John, and uh, uh, let me, let's read for a few minutes there, just Psalm 91. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. And I want you to spend some time this week in just resting in the presence of God, resting in who you know him to be. And I'm going to give you some descriptions of him, of what he does when you dwell in him. When you say, because some of you are saying, I believe Psalm 91, but your outward appearance and your conversation does not agree with what you are saying. And so the two must be in agreement. What you say and your outward working of it. If you say you love God, you get in his presence and you assemble together. You assemble with other believers. That is one of our commissions as his people. If you are his people, you align with his word. Not because you feel like it. Not because it's the day you want them to meet. Not because you have a headache. Not because you have this going on. Or not because you were out late the night before uh, whining and dining or doing whatever you thought was really important and fun but and then not go to the house of God. If you truly, if, if he abides in you, you pursue his presence. You pursue others that are seeking his presence. You engage and you want to read the word of God and you, and you recognize, just like me, that I leak and you leak. And even though the word is incorruptible, yet you keep that word going. You keep it before your eyes. It says, he that dwells or abides in the secret place of the Most High and he shall abide under that shadow of the Almighty. I will say, you say of the Lord, I say of the Lord, you are my refuge. I say of the Lord with my life, you are my refuge. You are who I run to. I don't call, I don't get on Facebook, I don't do all the, I run to the altar. If you don't have an altar that you can get to today, you can make yourself a place for his presence. Amen. I want you to know that you, his presence is with you. He says, I'll never leave you or forsake you. But sometimes for us natural people, we need to mark something. We need to say this is, a, and this is God-like because he, he sets a boundary. And you, as his people and his adult sons, you can set a boundary with your mouth. 
You can set bounds. No, devil, the blood of Jesus is against you. You're not coming in this house. I've set a boundary with my mouth. I set a fixed boundary because the word of God has it. The angels are ministry spirits as I release that boundary. It is fixed unless I dig it up. The problem is a lot of you set that boundary in the next two, two or three minutes. You say, oh, my aching back or oh, the devil, oh, the devil, oh, the devil. Instead of thank you, Jesus, I'm not moved by what I see, what I feel, what I hear. I am moved by what your word says. If you trust in your feeling, if you trust in sensing the anointing, if you trust in any of those things, and I love to press the presence of God and to sense his presence, but I don't rely on that to move me because there's a lot of times I don't feel like forgiving. There's not an anointing to forgive. There's not an anointing to give that situation to that situation or to do that. They're in fact, people are spitting on you, and yet God wants you to love them and walk in a different and walk in a different way. Hallelujah! Not because you feel it in your physical senses, but because you are being led by the unction of the Holy Ghost. Amen. That's what we as believers are to be leading, being led by this. Holy Spirit unction. It comes from here, not here. It doesn't come from feelings or come. It comes because it dwells on the inside of the believer. Amen? Glory to God. And it's that glory that he poured out upon all flesh. Amen? He poured it out for us to be conduits. There will be a time that this glory, this anointing will be taken from the earth. And you think things are difficult right now? No, they are being, everything's kept in check because the Holy Spirit remains in the believers. Hallelujah, the Holy Spirit is remaining in us. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So, so we that dwell in the secret place of the, of the Most High, we abide under the shadow and we say of the Lord, we declare he's my refuge. He is my fortress. He's my God. In him will I trust. He covers me with his feathers. And under his wings I trust. His truth is a shield and a buckler. Amen? I am not afraid. Amen? We sing that song. I am not afraid. I'm not afraid. Here is the scripture. I am not afraid. Amen? For the terror. That came up when we prayed over our children last week. It was Psalm um, Isaiah 54 that our children will be taught, they will be far from a fresh oppression and the thought of terror, it will not come near thee. Now the Lord is faithful. He gives us words in advance so that we can wield the sword of the spirit ahead of an enemy attack. So when we take a word, when the Holy Spirit deposits a word to us, it is, it's one thing to sense this presence, and I love it, but that word is actually a defense and is to be wielded. You can take that word. You can receive it and be refreshed by it, but that word can also be a shield, and, and as you send it out ahead of you, it is a defense for you. Amen? I believe that. I believe that. And so when the Holy Spirit 
quickens when we pray like we did last Monday and we prayed for six hours or whatever we prayed. Amen. And the Holy Spirit starts to deposit scriptures to us. We take those because the Holy Spirit, who is ahead of things, gives us the word to resist the devil in advance and to take the devil out before he gets to your house. Just like I spoke on Friday night, how the Lord has, has different times. He would have me pray and worship in advance of a situation. And then a situation came up, but I already had the victory. And when that thing came that seemed to be a mountain uh, or an obstacle or an attack against me, I had already been in worship, already been in praise, and I already had the victory. Amen? So what do I say? Oh, no, cancer. No, no, I can't. No, no, no. Oh, I already, thank you, Jesus. I'm all, we're already healed. We're already under the shadow of the Almighty. Oh, thank you, Jesus. We receive it. We thank you, God, that you are our help and our salvation. And so when he deposits a word to you, I mean, it's wonderful to be touched and we receive the presence of God. But more, I love what Brother Roddy, it's, not, it's more than a touch. It's about a change. He wants the word to change you. When you get up off that floor, have you been changed? Are you getting up and doing something? Because I hear a lot of people with the word, but they don't do anything with it. They're not actively using that word to, as, as the sword of the spirit to defeat the enemy's attacks. And that's what he's given us. It is called the weapon a weapon of our warfare. Amen? The sword of the spirit. When Jesus returns and comes, hallelujah, there will be a two-edged sword. And that will be how he's going to defeat all of his enemies, the two-edged sword, out of his mouth. We have that sword. And it is ours to use to execute vengeance. I don't know what the vengeance is. We just take his word and when we use it, and we cut with it. We can be assured that God is fulfilling that word. That every that it is performing itself. That it has an expected end. I love it. Every word has a mate. In other words, every every prayer that you pray of faith, it has an a final conclusion. It has an answer. God always answers your faith-filled prayers. Amen. It may not always be. It may not be yes if it's if you're playing in the flesh. That's what James says. You know, you pray, but you're praying uh, uh, for the, uh, uh, not not in order. You're praying what you want, and so I don't get up and start to try to tell God what He He's to do in the nation. I don't try to declare and try to tell God he has I yield to the Holy Spirit and we pray in the Spirit. We look for the perfect law. We look for the word to come up out of our belly. Hallelujah. And then we declare that. Amen. And that's just, that's how I, that's how I flow and maybe other people flow differently. But I trust this word. Because this word is able is able to reprove to reprove me it's able to chastise me it is good for doctrine amen that we anything that you might need for a whole living in Christ you can find in the in the volumes of the book 
He'll show it to you. He'll help you with it. And so when we pray, and when we come into his presence, we pray and we ask the Lord, what do you, what do you want? What do you want us to pray? How do you want us to declare? We, we are seated in heavenly, in the heavenly courtroom, right? We are seated in heavenly places. But I don't just say any old thing. I wait. And I am not trying to agree with the world or other people that seek false gods. I am going to agree with what God's saying and what he's wanting me to, and it's going to line up with his word. Amen? And so people, you know, they're big on um, speaking from authority, but there is a value, and there is a, there is, you don't just get to be leaders and heads over cities without being faithful with the talents that he already gave you. Amen? And if I have been building myself up and teaching in the word of God, and that's what my talent has been, and I've been faithful, he is going to be giving me dominion, not in some other obscure business. He's going to give me what I have been sowing to. The seed is going to follow after its kind. Amen? And so if you've been in politics, and you've been sowing to politics, and you've been praying in that, and, and you've been faithful in that area, well, then God will, will, will add you and probably take you in. And I haven't been. I have just been being faithful to pray as God tells me to pray and to abide under the shadow of the Almighty. There are battles that he has for you to wage. There are other battles that he does not have for you to wage. We're to wage the good warfare. You need to know what is your battle. For me, a lot of my field for the last 27, eight years has been my family and taking dominion and training them and loving them. And even though we've had a ministry uh, in, for 20 years, that has been, I have, every time we would do something, I had to go back and make sure my house was in order and make sure those things were, uh, were taken care of at home. Because the devil, he wants to oppress you. He wants to hinder you. And if you're not covering your family, then he wants to use that to try to get at you. He looks at, at an opportunity. He's always looking for an opportunity. And so today, enter into that secret place. If you have a little, um, I'm going to give a, a maid rise. We're going to cut out these little red hearts that they can sit on. You can take a, a blanket and you can say, Lord, I thank you. I'm just going to, when I put this on, I'm just placing a demand that this is my, I'm under the presence. I'm with you. Sometimes for different people, they need something like that. I, I like to talk, I'm maybe I'm more tactical than you. Maybe I'm more touching, you know. But I like that. I like to have a point that I, something I can place a demand on. Amen. Many times it's his anointing. Hallelujah. But other people, they need something to touch. 
Just like uh, my, uh, my sister Denise, when she was had the scalding water and she was had all those blisters, she asked for a prayer cloth to be sent. So we prayed, and when she received that prayer cloth, she was healed. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So sometimes people have got to have something. Sometimes you can send a heart. You can send something to people. Maybe it's a meal. Maybe it's something he would tell you to do. I'm not say, saying it has to be a heart for you. But there are things that he will, by the unction of the Holy Spirit, will tell you to do that aren't maybe here in the word, but they, they line up with the word. I want you to go to that sister that has been ugly to you. I want you, as as, a, as my dear sister in the Lord today was sharing, she baked a cake. The Lord spoke to her to bake this big cake for this lady that had been unkind to her and deliver it to her, Dora. Hallelujah. That's an anointed cake. I have another sister in the Lord that she told that the Lord spoke to her to fix this person a meal. And she said, she fixed this big, huge meal, collard greens and all this stuff. She didn't know that her, her neighbor had cancer. When she brought that meal to that lady, there was something in that meal that brought her healing. Hallelujah. She didn't know why she was preparing this meal. You don't know. But there's something about what you do that shows Jesus. That's the presence of the Lord comes into that place. Amen? Amen. Sometimes it's, it's the tangible presence. Sometimes it's, it's something that speaks love to them that only the Lord knew. Amen? There was, a, 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 there, I'll frequently, I'll, I'll pick up something, and it'll be unusual. I'm like, the Lord just spoke me to get that for you. And I said, that's exactly what I needed. I was, I was asking the Lord for that. But see, if you're not asking the Lord to meet you in places, then you never get to see him meet you there. Hallelujah. You can say, Lord, I want you to bring me some new shoes. Or I want you to bring, I want to see you bring me this. I need, I need a, a good meal. Maybe that lady was saying, I just, I'm so, I need something, a good meal. I just need it. And the Lord had put it on another prayer lady's heart. And she didn't just make a little cheese and cracker thing. Come on. She spent hours preparing that meal. Amen. Hallelujah. And, and it may, so maybe it's just cheese and crackers that you bring. Whatever the Lord would have you do, do it. Amen. But you find these things in the shelter. You find these things when you're waiting in his presence. What do you have for me to do? Where do you have for me to go? Is it just stay here today? Is it to go take care of something over here? Amen. Is it to shop today? No, don't shop today. Go tomorrow. Go to this store. Don't go to this store. Hallelujah. Go to this place. Go to the Dollar Tree. I've got something at that place. I want you to meet a person. Hallelujah. All of these things you think because you're not listening, you think they're just circumstance, but they're not. If you'll take time to listen to the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's go over to 1 John and uh, chapter 2, and it says you have an unction, you have an anointing. 
This is how you abide. So it's not enough that you just read the word, but you want the word to work in you. You want it to be leading you. Last week, we talked about strife, and we talked about envy. I tell you, when we start to talk, Pastor Kevin starts talking about strife and envy, I want the Lord to shine the light on me. I'm not looking at you. I'm looking at myself. I want the Lord to reveal to me, is there envy in something that I'm doing? Because if there's strife or envy in what you're doing, two, two wrongs in God's and God's in the spirit do not equal a right. When there, if there's strife, and there's envy involved, it is not going to turn into something Holy Ghost. But if there, if you get out of strife, if you endeavor to wait upon the Lord, if you wait for him to move for you, then you're not striving in your own strength to try to accomplish something for God. You allow him to open the door. You allow him to make that way for you. And you know, it's, it's by a, such an unusual path. There are times where he'll say, I just want you to call this person. Well, I haven't talked to that person. Well, that person hasn't talked to me. They didn't call me and they haven't, you know, I'm just, I mean, the devil speaks this, the minds just like your mind, like my mind. Maybe he's, he may, he doesn't speak to you that way, but he does me. You know, the, and the devil wants to come in and say, well, you shouldn't do that. But here I am, I have a, somebody's on my heart. I need to go see that person. So you call them. Oh, they don't sound very nice to you on the phone. Don't be moved. Don't be moved by that. In this hour, it's so important. Don't be moved by that. Stay with what the Holy Spirit said. Amen. If you're to pursue that situation, you pursue. Amen. Because God has something. And sometimes people have been in this dark place for so long that he needs you to go to pull them out. Amen. And it's not just a one-time thing. It's you gotta, you gotta, you gotta draw them. You've got to keep praying for them. Amen. Hallelujah. There's some people that are down deep right now. They're they're closed up, shut up, listening to a bunch of garbage and not the word of God. And so you want to be mindful of where you're putting yourself. In, um, let's go, what are, where did I go? We're going to go to 1 John. Let's just read about, I'll give you the scriptures here from 1 John. It says that you have an anointing, that it comes from the Holy One. And it says that it will teach you. This anointing will teach you, will show you. That's one of his names, the Holy Spirit, is the teacher. And so in 1 John chapter 2, it says, it talks about how you remain. This whole, all 1 John, 1 John and 1, 2, and 3, it talks about what abiding in the anointing looks like. And so, yes, we want to abide in his word, but it says also that as we abide in his word, that word should be moving you. You should be doing something with it. It says that you, you will keep his commandments if this word. In other words, you, nobody's going to have to tell you or teach you this word because the Holy Spirit himself is abiding in you and it's telling you and correcting you and telling you to walk in this truth and to correct yourself. Amen? 
He that says he abides in him on himself also to walk as Jesus walks. That's 1 John 2, 6. Amen? He that, in verse 4, it says, He that says, I know him, but doesn't keep his commandments, is a liar. So if you're not keeping the commandments of the Lord, you're not really abiding in him. And I'm not saying that you don't make, you don't lie, you don't make mistakes, you don't cheat, you don't do some things, but the Holy Spirit in you, he sees, like Pastor Kevin says, like when you're speeding in a car and you go over the speed limit you might, and you don't get caught by a policeman, you got get away with it. In the spirit, it's not like that because angels are always watching over us and always know what you do, when you do it, why you do it. Hallelujah. And so you want to allow, if, if the Holy Spirit's correcting you, in an area, you want to heed it immediately. If you say something and you hear, a, you get a, a chink there, you want to rebuke, you want to ask the Lord to forgive you, for, repent. I, I shared at the at the um, come away about how God healed me because I had, I had, I had said some wrong things and the devil immediately got in and I got, I, I hurt myself and, and I, I'm healed, but I, the Lord, when I asked him, how did this happen, Lord? He, he brought me to what I said in the kitchen. And I, how I was, was talking about strife. And how happy I was that my kids were dwelling in strife. It was wrong. The devil will, will swiftly get in with your words. If you, if you want to say words... And you want what you believe is, and when you speak to that mountain to be removed, and it is to be cast into the sea, and you believe in your heart, and it is done, and you believe that your words do that, your words mean just as well when you're in the, in, in the closet, and when you're in uh, with the group, and what you're saying in, in a relaxed setting. They're just as your words matter, no matter where you are, and you are snared with the words of your mouth. You want to be snared rightly, folks. We want to be snared uh, in, within the veil to bring about the expected end, a good thing. And if we, if we mistakenly say the wrong thing, that we repent and we ask the Lord to forgive us, we dig it up. And so, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we dig up seeds spoken over our children. Right now, this is by the Holy Ghost. Right now, we dig up word curses. Words spoken. They're never going to be healed. They're never going to get through this. They've always been like this from a child. Though whatever those words are, right now, in the name of Jesus. Oh, you know how that one is. Oh, you know they're not very smart. Oh, you know whatever it is that you, oh, you know they've got this propensity for this. Oh, whatever it is that you've been saying that has been against the word of God over your children, you we rebuke it and we dig it up right now. We dig it up. We dig it up. If there's something you need to write down and circle it and say, Lord, I'm digging it up and I'm not going to say it anymore. And I am going to put your word over it. Amen. I told you a few years ago, the Lord, I have the, the, the book that's going to be out this year on health and a cure for your family, which is filled with lots of scriptures. And um, But a few years ago, the Lord had me in particular be praying over one of my children and he gave me a whole list of confessions over that that child right 
And so he's always adding and increasing my confession over my children because I believe that when I speak in Jesus' name, the words of God go and they make, they do something. They create. Amen? When God came and he spoke into existence, the worlds were framed by the word of God. Amen? And he spoke those things into existence. And so I want you to know that you can call those, like Abraham, our father of faith, we, who calls those things that be not. Don't call them what they are. That's why I gave you ladies at the come away. Those of you, and, and if you're watching today and you weren't ever come away, and I gave you the come away book, I included, I changed it this year. I add all of my scriptures from the Song of Solomon in that book about your beloved. What I want you to do is that you would, you would call upon your Jesus as he is in just in that one book of the Bible. Four pages, five pages, Song of Solomon, packed, jam-packed full of things about your beloved Jesus. Amen? But if you don't know he's that, you won't have confidence to call on him for those things. So I gave you those things so that you would remind yourself that his lips are always loving towards you. He loves you with an everlasting love. He says you are the most beautiful, that you are his dove, his fair one. He wants you, he's at the lattice of your heart. He's waiting daily. But see, I meditate on that. I don't just meditate on, on, uh, on, on the glory of God. I meditate on who he is as my personal. Say, maybe I'm just needed a little bit more than you, and I have a wonderful husband, but I just, there's no one, as Paula White says, there's no one that can do you like Jesus. Amen? There's no one that can restore you, that can take you, that can rearrange you, that can that remake you like Jesus. But you have to believe that he loves you. And some of you, you, you've got an unhappy marriage. You've got a situation before you. You've been married to a, 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 you know, a not nice guy. And you've made him like Jesus. But he isn't Jesus. Because Jesus is the lover of your soul. God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that you could have life. He gave up his blood, his body, his flesh. It was, was, he was unrecognizable how much Jesus loved you, that he was, he was beaten beyond recognition for his love for you. He was beaten. He, we have, that's why when we take that covenant meal, we remember everything in the flesh that was done by him. He, he bore your sicknesses. He carried your diseases, right? We remember that he had this, that the thorn of, uh, a crown of thorn was on his head and blood flowed out of that, that he, that he actually sweated. He had pressure. You think you've had some pressure? Oh, no, Jesus in his flesh. He had so much pressure on him that he sweated drops of blood. He sweated drops of blood. Come on, that, that's some pressure. You think, you, he, but see, he already became the captain of your salvation and he sweated those drops of blood so that you don't have to take that pressure on you, that you can roll, you can say, I take this covenant meal today. I take this bread and I appropriate and I take the pressure. You put, you bore my pressure, Lord. You take, you took this, you sweated those drops so that I don't have to. 
You took the stripes on your back so that I don't have to walk in sickness and disease. Amen. Hallelujah. There was no guile in your mouth. So that when I have guile and I say the wrong things, that you paid the price and you bore my guile. And you never had any guile in your mouth, but I that have had guile. Oh, Father, I thank you that you made my words correct. You changed my conversation. I thank you. I dig them up today. I go back into the realm of the past. And I thank you, Jesus, that you're able, unlike man, to go back into the past and to make it as if it didn't happen. You are the one that's able to save me to the uttermost and redeem me from those things that I did. Those things that I partook in, those uh, those uh, covenants that I made with the devil, I thank you, Lord, that you, by, by my words, you're able to go and dig them up and make them as if it didn't happen. Amen? That's victory. That's, oh, I, I, I believe this. I believe this. This is the only way that, uh, that you can be redeemed out of, out of addictions, out of addictions of the flesh, out of addictions of the mind, out of any of those addictions, because only Jesus is in eternity past, and he paid the price for your deliverance, and he's able to save you to the uttermost. He's able to go in and make it as if that didn't happen. Now, there's some things that have happened. I recognize that, but he takes the pain. He takes that, that area where the devil got in. See, when you do something, a sin situation, the devil, like if you were in a molestation situation, there was an opportunity and an evil thing that happened right there. This is like something that you had no control of your old child, and there's this molestation. The devil entered into that situation. There was demonic in it. But okay, so now we're years later, and we're still, we still can't get free. But we think, Jesus, when we get born again, we say, thank you, Jesus. You go in. He was there. He says, I want, I'm taking you back. And I'm not going to take you back through every horrific thing you went through. But know that Jesus is able to go back there and make it as if it didn't happen. He's able to redeem you and able to save you to the uttermost. That means spirit, soul, and body. And so, but your part is to call upon Jesus and thank him that he is the one that makes you more than a conqueror. That you say, thank you, Lord, that you've set me free from a spirit of whoredom, from whatever it is that you have, have, have where the devil came in and tried to take you out. The, God, the Bible says that he's made you more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus today. And so whatever that situation, maybe I, I, there have been situations that the Lord took me back to in, in families' lives where I saw situations in my, not my children, but in my brothers' and sisters' lives where I saw where the devil came in at that place where there was a, there was a, a, a demonic war going on. And that's when the devil entered in that day and got a hold in, in, a, in a family's member's life. And the Lord said, but you can pray and you can enter in and intercede on their behalf. And I will go in and make it as if that, and they were free from that, that, 
that judgment that was spoken because there were judgments. Sometimes people, they were, oh, you look like a boy and you're, you're a girl. Oh, you look like, oh, you're a cute little boy. No, she's a girl. She's not a boy. She's a girl. But you, oh, yeah, you know, it's okay if she wants to. She always likes to dress up like a boy. No, no, it's not okay. No, that wasn't okay. No, it wasn't. She's a, she's a girl. She, you speak life over her. You don't speak that she's a tomboy. You don't speak those things over. So, so, this is not anywhere I was thinking I was going today. But Holy Spirit, we thank you for bringing to light those words that have been contrary to what you desire to salvation to come in, a, in our lives. The Bible says in Psalm 50, he orders, pray, offers praise, glorifies God, but he who orders their conversation aright shall see the salvation of the Lord, the deliverance. And so today, maybe it's just one person, one situation that you can identify that you're not speaking, you're speaking the wrong thing over. Maybe it's over your body. Maybe it's over your family. Maybe it's over your spouse. You don't have to do a hundred different things. Just find one word that you're going to speak over that spouse or over that child or over yourself and start to confess it. I love taking uh, scriptures, one scripture, and just meditating on it. Amen? Just take one. Just meditate. Just take one and start speaking life. So life. Amen? And watch it grow up and watch what God will do. So all in 1 John, it talks about abiding. And what is abiding? Abide When you abide in him, you love your brother. When you abide in the shadow, you have love for your brother. You pray for your brothers and your sisters. When you have, when you, have um, you abide in his word, you yield to the Holy Spirit. And let me just finish with this part of the, of the, First John, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And it says, thank you, Lord. And he that has the first, uh, first John 5, and he that has the Son has life. And he that has not the Son of God does not have life. If you've not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior this morning, you have to do that. I can't do that for you. You have to confess, I believe that you paid the price for me. I invite you to come into my heart and acknowledge you as my Lord and Savior. You have to confess that out loud. It can be just between you and the Holy Spirit, but somewhere you need to confess that. Amen? Believe it in your heart. Amen. And you say it. And this is what this says. And he that has the son has life. So when you've done that, you know now you have life in you. So stop saying you don't feel him. Stop saying you don't know if he loves you. Don't stop. He loves you. Get in the word. Your, your problem is you don't know what the word says about you. But that's not my responsibility. Your responsibility as, as his is to find out what his word says. Read the New Testament. Read John. He that has the Son hath life. 
and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. These things have I written unto you that you believe on the name of the Son of God, and that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. And this is confidence that we have in him. If you have him and you abide in him, this is confidence you should have, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, that what is it? it says if, he, if you're asking according to his will, he hears you. And if you're abiding, he's going to do this for you. So this is what he says. He's not a liar. And if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desire of him. Amen? And so even though there hasn't been a fulfillment, a full manifestation in your life of the manifestation of what you've asked the Lord concerning that situation, that person, or yourself, you thank him, though, because there will be a fulfillment of what was told of us by the Lord. Amen? That's what, what God said to Mary, right? That's what was said to Mary through her, her cousin Elizabeth. Blessed are those who who believed for those things will be given to her. Let's, let's read that. Let me quote that. He's, he just brought that up. Let's read that from Luke. Hallelujah. These are none of the things that I thought I was. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for leading us. Let's just read that in Luke. It's a powerful, powerful verse. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. It's Luke. Um, Hallelujah. Thank you. Verse. Um, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Uh, verse 45 of Luke 1. Hallelujah. And this is what Elizabeth says over her cousin that comes and has Jesus in her womb. And blessed is she that believed. For there shall be a performance of those things which were told of her from the Lord. See, Mary was in the shadow when the Lord came to her and spoke to her. Amen. She was alone. Amen. And he spoke to her and she believed it, though it was impossible. Today, there's some people, some people out there today that you have, this situation seems impossible. To Mary, it was impossible. How can it be, seeing I know no man? But the Holy Spirit says, if you will trust him, he will do the impossible in your family. Do you believe it? I believe it. Believe that he will grant your children peace. All of my children, we've quoted it for years, all of my children shall be taught of the Lord, discipled by him. Amen? All of my children, I rest in your promise, Lord. All of my children, for this generation, they're taught of you. They lean on you. 
and great is their peace and undisturbed composure. I send the peace of God to their circumstance. I send, you are our peace, Jesus. I send you into the circumstance that's going on with my family right now. I thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. I don't know what it is that you're believing him for over your family. He desires your family to be whole. In Christ Jesus, right now, if you're not married, I want you to know that the Lord is your husband. That's also in Isaiah 54. The Lord, your maker, is your husband. Amen? Get into the shadow. Get under his protection. His banner over you is love this morning. It waves over you. When we were praying this morning, I saw the banner waving over, over one of our sisters in the Lord today. Amen? It's a banner of love. It was huge. And there was enough room for other people to get under that. It was so big. It was like a big tent that I saw. It wasn't just like, like pew. No, it was huge. It was like the big tent where the, all that, that, that Peter saw. That all the people, the, the, all the animals were, that contained a lot of animals. It was like that kind of big tent. Hallelujah. His banner over you this morning is love. It waves over you. I thank you for being with us. We bless you in the name of the Lord. And we will be seeing you. We'll be back on Wednesday. Have a great day. God bless.